Hey guys, welcome back to the post-COVID Viking and Valhalla show. This is the first time I've done anything since the COVID outbreak got really bad as far as at least the government's response to it and locking everything down. So what that means is I had to take a step away and really reassess what my position in life is in this new world. And I think it's something that a lot of people are going to have to do. There's a, there's a lot of things that are going to be disappearing uh, as far as businesses go out there and needs. So um, I had to really take a look at what was available to me at my at my age with my skill set and what I bring to the table and what would be the best way to move forward from here with this new this new conundrum of a way to be. Now, it is possible that everything's going to go right back to normal and then everybody will just kind of jump right back into the routines of their life, but there, there is a possibility that it's not going to do that. And from what I can see, there's going to be a long time that we're living with this virus. And the herd immunity that we were expecting, according to some sources, isn't happening. So even though... Um, people that are catching it once, um, it sounds like they're able to potentially catch it again. So that being said, what does that do to the world of contact sports? Um, things like grappling and, um, and wrestling. What, what does that do to it? So I think, I think the answer to that question is, is it makes it highly unstable. Now, if you guys know anything about me, you know that I'm a Sambo practitioner, I'm a Pan-American champion that runs a gym in Westminster, Colorado, teaching other people how to do Sambo, Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, and specialized high-level weightlifting in a program called BOA, Body of Armor. Now, what does that mean for the world that I live in? And, and I look at this at this business model that I'm doing as modern Vikingism. The, the idea that we can get in a boat that we made out of an oak tree or two or three and leave and, and pillage and be that kind of old world Viking, that's, that's over. Those days are gone. So when we're speaking about Vikingism, we're not speaking about the old methodology. We have to change with the times. So here it is. What I'm trying to get people to do is expand their horizons, whether it be in business, physicality, the way that they approach being a parent, their father, uh, and, and how they plan on living their life out. That's, that's one of those passions that's been incredible for me. How is a person going to live their life out? What is that going to look like? Are you, is it going to be a life that you're proud of? Or is it going to be one of those lives that you made it through? I struggle with a lot of things in the world. Like, I look at new cars. I'm looking through a window at my facility right now, and I'm looking at all these new cars in the parking lot, and I can't help but to think, these things are appliances. They're, they're, just, designed, they're just designed so safe and so appliancey. They're like dishwashers with, with the wheels on them, and, and they have trinkets in them, and, and people love the trinketiness. And look at look what mine does. It connects to the Internet. And I'm like, man, it's a car. It, it, why do you want to be connected to the Internet? Look at a map. So I've got this, this old world identity that still rests in me that I'm trying to consolidate with this new world ideology. And so I had to take a 
a bit of time to really sit back and figure out where do I go from here? Am I going to just be focusing on construction or am I going to be staying in the health and fitness industry and trying to move forward? Now, I have this brain baby. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a company that I really haven't kicked off yet. It's called Sacred Ground. It's been, I've been working on this concept forever. In any case, what it is, is it's a promotions company and a multimedia marketing company that, that deals with selling merchandise made in sacred grounds around the world and um, hosting extreme sports events where the proceeds go into sacred things like planting trees, um, forestry, fresh water, clean water for people, preservation of rainforests, things of that nature. So I want to go someplace with, um, with that business. And we had every intention of launching it and hosting the first sacred ground 5K just to get our feet wet. And then COVID hit. And it just slammed the brakes on everything that we were trying to do. It slammed the brakes on them so bad that I felt something coming before, even before anything was known publicly about the virus. I felt something coming. And I looked at my son and I said, you know what, we might need to get you out of here. And we ended up getting him into the Navy and he's, he's got this impressive position in the Navy um, inside of their nuclear program. And, and that's Viking, man. He's not only is he on a ship, man, he's on the power plant. He's on the leading edge of power technology globally. That's, that's amazing. So I'm very proud of my son that is able to get him moved forward and out of here before everything came crashing down. But then I thought, well, what about me? What am I going to do? So I have a program called Body of Armor. It's BOA. It's how I coach. It, it is a breakdown of skills, but it's a multifaceted of skills. And I was trying to think of ways, for years I was trying to think of ways to create a ranking in this so people could feel accomplished like they do with anything else. But one of my issues with ranks, one of my issues, as being a Sambo guy, one of my issues with belts is I want to know what a belt means. I, uh, I personally have a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. I've had it forever. And so when somebody's been training for a couple of years and gets a purple belt, I'm, well, that doesn't mean we're same, same, does it? We have the same skill now. Started wrestling and grappling in judo um, all the way back in 1973. And now we're same, same. So that, that can't possibly be. But at the same time, having black belts in karate, people go, oh, you have a black belt in karate? And I said, ooh, well, I guess on some levels, but on other levels, I can't do 90% of the stuff I used to do because I don't practice it. So am I really a black belt? Am I really a purple belt? Am I really any of these titles that exist? Um, they're, they're not even really titles. They're, they're not true sayers of what you've accomplished. And it's, the world got weird to me when you can get a black belt in a style and not know how to punch. That was kind of an odd thing. So... I look for the proof. I'm looking for the proof in what a person's accomplished. Like, look at it like with a boxer. If a boxer said, yeah, I'm a boxer. I'm like, well, that's, that's awesome. Or I'm a wrestler. I like, that's really cool. How many fights or matches do you have? Well, none. 
but I'm an expert. I'm, a, I'm an equivalent to a black belt in wrestling or boxing, but I'm, a, I'm an expert. And you, you couldn't say that because you don't have matches. These things are based in competition. And then somehow the belting system came in and took that away. Well, when I'm trying to figure out the ranking for BOA, both of these things were getting in my way. So finally kind of figured it out. I took, we took a long journey. I was about 11,500, 600 feet. And it dawned on me that the grading scale for this modern system needs to be more like a star chart than a chronological ranking. Can't be chronological. That's just the way we're trained to think from school. The, the belting system comes from the old days in karate, and that, those old days could have started like in 1950 when they really started throwing some belt colors in. Now, I can't take those old methods and apply it to this new school of martial arts and health and fitness. So let's get into a little bit about what is BOA and how does it affect the Viking of Valhalla project. How it affects the Viking of Valhalla project is each warrior, each Viking, a person can call themselves a Viking or a warrior, but if they're not training to be a warrior and they're not training the skills that it would take to be a legitimate warrior of those days, then really what you're doing is you're imagining you're a warrior. You're imagining you're a Viking. You wish you were. You're pretending. I'm trying to wipe out the pretending end of it. So the way I have this set up is let's not only do gym stuff. Let's not only do martial arts. Because what is the martial arts really about in its truest form? It's about how to protect what you have got, your family, what you've managed to accomplish, your life, and even in sometimes your property. That's what the martial arts was really about. And then it became, as recently, a sport form. And this sport form is really about a particular mission. But it's a never-ending season, and it's hard to track. And very few people have what it takes to stay super interested for super long periods of time doing repetitive things. And so you end up with this tiny percentage at the top. So here's where BOA comes in. With no belts, but rankings that will enter onto a website, into an interactive website. There's apps coming out that each individual is going to be able to get an app signed up and be able to enter their information, which is going to download directly onto the website. So you can enter that, and it can be disputed by other people if they witnessed and saw something different, so we can have disputes on there. So just like a social, market, social media this is an interactive social media martial art, but your ranking is based in the internet versus in a belt that wraps around your waist. Here's how it's starting to look. So our first three ranks are BOA 1, BOA 2, and BOA 3. BOA 1, for those of you that don't know, is the combine activity on the floor. That means all the weight training. The weight training involves Olympic lifting, power lifting, strongman lifting, rehab lifting. It also includes how do you kick? How do you punch? How do you do a sit out? How do you do a switch? How do you do a stand up? What's an arm bar look like? What's the knee movements on a bag look like for weight distribution while grappling? That's BOA 1. It also includes sprints, runs, one mile, five mile runs. Level 2, we're stepping up into partner training. Now we're working with partners on doing armbar drills 
in willing takedown drills and stand-up drills and sit-out drills and switch drills. And we're incorporating the duo. How well do you work together? Because that's how efficient you're going to be in training. But what three? This is what we're taking it to the furthest level. This becomes competitive. Now we're doing all those same things, but we're competing against each other. And you know what the crazy thing about this is? You have to make weight on international, the international weight scale. So when we're testing a person on their deadlift strength, it's not ted, dead, um, doing a deadlift against a person my size at 220 pounds versus a guy that's 145 pounds. But you have to weigh in, make weight for the competitions. So level three BOA has live grappling, 100% live grappling in competition. And it's not IBJJF rules competition. It's more of a hybrid of sambo grappling competition. Takedowns are scored. Otherwise, it's 100% submission based. So if you get a takedown, and then you guys grapple it out for the next five minutes, and nobody gets a submission, those are the only points, only points gainered. Now, after BOA 3, we have, I'm going to go through this list relatively quick. The next rank is called athlete. Rank after that is an intermediate athlete, and then an advanced athlete, and then a competition intermediate athlete, and then a competition athlete. There we go to advanced competition athlete. We have striking, grappling, and mixed athlete in that same division. Then we have a pro A, professional athlete. Then we have an ECAA, which is extreme comp amateur athlete. An ECAP, ECAP, extreme comp athlete professional. Now, we have a BOR. That's a BOA representative athlete. These people are enthusiastic. They're influencers. And you know what? That rank counts in today's society because the internet didn't exist in the Samurai's days, but it does now, and it's a tool. You can see it changing the country as we speak. Now we have a, the ultimate endurance athlete, uh, endurance running athlete. And then we move to an ultra extreme mixed athlete. Now this, this guy does everything. But the highest level, the one that has accomplished all of the Proclesiate, which are the eight challenges that are nearly impossible, and the BOA complex challenges, they become Proclesi, Thou, Theo, the challenger of God. That is the PTT. That is the final rank. When that person accomplishes that, they have accomplished everything that my evil mind could imagine. From running the highest mountains to fighting the toughest competitions to lifting the heaviest weight for their body's capability. This is an amazing athlete. Now here's how I came to this. Modern times, you make weight, you eat at a restaurant, you stay at a hotel, and you go do a fight. And that's all great. But in ancient times, these were the real badasses. These were the real men. Could you imagine walking from Rome to Scotland to get in a fist fight because you're that mad? 
Well, that's what the world was like. And see, what happened is when the Romans would take off and they'd go from Rome, and let's say they're going up into Scotia, up into Scotland, and they're going to go up there and they're going to build Hadrian's Wall. Well, they picked up rocks and they built roads all the way here. They built walls. They built forts. And they manned those things. That means that those guys were marching, probably running, lifting stones, practicing combat techniques, and practicing discipline. So all that needs to go into this modern BOA system. And that's how I designed this. We're recreating the true spirit of a true warrior. This is for people that do want to get in the ring. And this is for people that don't want to get in the ring, but want to compete in something amazing in life that is a challenge like nobody's ever seen before. With the help of everybody listening to this, we're going to build our competitions. One of the first ones that I'm imagining, and I've imagined this for 20 years, is running an eight-mile run and then a strength competition immediately after. All timed. You have X amount of things that you need to get done. So you're going to run the location. You're a, you're a, you're a Roman fighter. You've got to run eight miles. You've got to make it to the place where you're going to build the wall. So you're going to lift the weight. Then you're going to cut out for the night. You're going to go home. You're going to recover. You're going to show up the following morning for a legitimate grappling tournament based on the rules that I just said. And we're going to find out by comparing who wins the tournament and who wins the run and the lifts, who really is the ultimate BOA athlete. Now, if you can get excited about this and you like the idea of bringing back the ancient way in the training in a modern way, then please share this. Help me spread the word. You guys could be part of this building block and I need a community of people to do it. There's no way I can do this on my own. Here's the thing with this that you guys might love. When you're trying to do one of the eight challenges, the Proclesiate, you will be filmed because it has to be a supported document. You will be filmed and a documentary will be made of your effort and your attempt. The same thing goes for the BOA challenges. Here's an example of some of the BOA challenges. We want within 40 minutes, 60,000 pounds to be lifted. Then you're going to roll back to back with four fresh partners for 30 minutes. That, who, that is who has to be on the floor. The next one is a 50 round fight challenge. The final one is a 100 round fight challenge that I'm going to go over today. 100 rounds back to back, one minute in between. Brutal. It could take you a year to train for these things or more. And we're going to film that and we're going to put you up on the internet and you're going to become a Proclisi athlete in the BOA system. That is fucking amazing. So I'm hoping if you guys can get excited about this, you can share with me and let me know the excitement. If you have some ideas, I'm happy to hear you out. I'm going to start putting more and more information on this, and I'm going to start another podcast based strictly and dedicated to BOA and BOA-related needs, so I don't take up the Viking of Valhalla podcast completely. This is the only episode that I'm going to do that's dedicated completely to BOA.
Now that this is done, I'm going to cut you guys free short today. We're going to keep this relatively short. We're trying to get the BOA program out there. I want you guys to get involved. I've struggled to get fighters involved because fighters just want to fight. I've struggled to get lifters involved because they just want to lift. We're looking to build a new athlete. This is a new opportunity to make a new start and make a new you in this new world that's coming out. And we're going to try to take it to the top. You're going to have a new level of respect for yourself, from your family, and from the overall community based in your PRs, your personal records of amazing achievement within the BOA, the Body of Armor system, and in your attempt, become the awesome Proclisi title athlete, the challenger of God. From climbing mountains to fighting in the martial arts, nobody else has ever fought for a title like this. I hope that you're the first. Guys, before I go, I want to put a big... Thank you. A shout out to Big O Tires. It's Mark Spivak. He's located off 120th and Colorado Boulevard. If you get a chance to jump on Facebook, give him a shout. Like his page, Big O Tires. Now, Rick Dowdy, another guy that we work with really closely here at the Viking of Ahala system, does a lot of an apparel. Twisted Wicked Apparel. So, you want apparel done for your company? Give them a shout. Talk to them. See what they can do for you. Rick Dowdy. So don't forget to contact these guys. And if you get a hold of Big O, let them know that I sent you. I think there's something special waiting for you guys there. You guys want to try out the BOA system? Contact me directly. You can send me a text. Here it is. It's 720-207-3860. Shoot me a text. I'll say that again. 720-207-3860 and let me know you want to try to become a Proclisi athlete. It's going to be an amazing challenge. Let's get you into the gym. This new world. We're operating everything safely on level one right now to make sure that nobody contracts the virus. And then I let people make adult decisions on where they want to go from there. So I'm not going to ask of you to do anything dangerous. We're going to get you strong until the world is safe enough to get you into combat. This is Coach Michael Sullivan at the Viking of Valhalla podcast. Reach out to me at the Fusebox Samba One Training Center. And let's talk about what the next level of BOA is for you guys. Stay tuned, guys. More Viking of Valhalla is coming. Thank you for listening in. Viking out. And we're back in action. This Viking of Valhalla podcast. We are jumping on to talk about a topic I think is pretty important for the idea of the modern Viking methodology of life in today's time. So there's a couple things I want to get off of my uh, get off my plate before we move on to talking about today's topic. And so I freeze is the name of today's episode. What we're going to talk about today a little bit is kind of how the magic of the way the spirit of the Vikings can be applied into modern life without creating any kind of uh, any kind of issues. So, first of all, I want to talk about Big O Tire, sponsor of the program, uh, Big O Tire out of 
120th in Washington. Mark Spivak is the owner. So you know what? You guys get on Facebook. Give that place a like. If you need tires, head on in there. Tell them that Viking Valhalla, our Fusebox Samba 1, sent you over. And I bet there's an incredible deal there waiting for you. And by the way, when it comes to tires and service, I found... Over the years, absolutely nothing compares to Big O's tires and service. Uh, standard, you don't have to pay any extra for it. I, I've always found it amazing. Even whack, back when I owned a, a shipping company, I, uh, I used these guys, and they've always treated me right, and I think they'll do the same with you. Twisted Embroidery with Rick Dowdy right here in town. Look him up on Facebook, Twisted Embroidery. His name is Rick Dowdy. If you have any kind of uh, printing or embroidery needs, give him a call. He does pretty amazing work. All right. Now that we got those out of the way, let's move forward a little bit and talk about what, how we could use the Viking spirit in moving forward in our personal success today. And so this would, this has to do with fighting. Um, this could be success in business, guys. It, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's most things, if they're good, they apply to all things strategy-wise. They'll apply to all things good. So, uh, so right now, as a modern Viking, I was thinking about this when I was climbing the other day. I can't find, I just can't seem to choose a direction to sail. If I were a Viking, I'd be saying that. If I was sitting on my boat, I'd be like, I just can't make a decision, so I freeze. And, of course, I don't have to jump on a boat today. There's, there's no ship that I'm going to sail on in any particular direction, so I'm not committed. In a journey... But what I do have is a commitment of resources once I start making a move. So... Um, Nothing's changed since the ancient times when you commit resources to something. It's, it's really important that you have made a good decision, whether the resources is water, uh, drinkable water on a, on a long voyage, or actually a finite amount of money. So my issue with many people's issue is going to be a finite amount of money, and so I had to make very sound decisions on which direction I'm going to sail. So what causes the freeze in me, I found, is that I have a lot of ideas. Man, I got ideas. I don't even know if they're all good ideas. I just got ideas. And I find that it's real easy when one thing isn't working to let your brain skip over to another one. And it's, and it's tough to know when it is time to jump off of the boat and jump onto another one and when it's time to stay on that boat and just endure the storm. These, these can be very challenging, and I'm not going to have the answer for you on this podcast, but that is absolutely something that needs to be considered before you make a jump and are all over the place. So for me, my ideas go from BOA, Body of Armor, fitness program. I, I love the program. I love the idea of what it can do, and I love the idea more of what it can become. And it's a, it's a training method that came from the inside of the Fusebox martial arts system, the Fusebox Samba 1 martial arts system. So it's, there's karate, and then there's every school has a different way of training karate. So there's Sambo, 
Samba One that I uh, teach here. And then there's different ways of coaching Samba, right? So Boa Fit was really how I coach Samba. And then there I had a business that was getting ready to really kick off and then COVID hit and shut it down. And uh, that's, that business name is Sacred Ground. And I, and I couldn't put the brakes on it until we can figure out what's going on with this and how people are going to react. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of what these things are in, in high definition because those are kind of uh, inside trade secrets. But Sacred Ground, in an overview, is a promotionist company for extreme sports with a high interest in environmental protection. So that's something that would require people to get involved and right now is not the time for me to get people involved in that. Now I have this weird interest, this weird side hobby that doesn't make me any money and it's just something I'm super interested in and that is the shipping world. Uh, UPS, FedEx, you nailed it. Yeah, those things. So I used to own a shipping company and maybe I have some unfinished business from those days. I was doing really well in the crash of 2008 brought it on down and I developed heart issues and and fell apart ended up losing my family my uh, everything we'd worked for in my my life my livelihood and from there I started the fuse box system and, and kind of just went for it it was a real tough transition going from that shipping company where I was making sometimes 15k a day to getting my first check for Fusebox for $65 for an entire month's worth of work. It was, it was a massively humbling transition. So shipping is in there. So sometimes I think, man, maybe I have too many ideas. And then I thought, well, maybe I got to prioritize by what is possible. Right, because these have to be bootstrapped. One thing I don't like doing is borrowing a bunch of money and maybe, maybe not be able to pay it back. I, I absolutely don't like to do it. Now, here's the issue with bootstrapping. I'm getting older, so I'm 50 now. I have 20, 30 years of functional life left in me. I have to be able to make it work within then. So it's, it's a game for me. It's, it's absolutely a competition. It's a conquest. This is where I'm putting that Viking spirit, this competition, this conquest to, to conquer this idea, this monster that I have in my head in a positive way. So since I'm going to do that, I have to make sure that my ideas aren't set up in the north and the south and the east and the west. So in the sales world, you have what you call a star man. This guy has more leads than anybody else, but he's jumping all over the city. And there's this tremendous amount of time wasted in transit instead of grouping everybody into into clumps. And you might lose a couple people here and there because you can't see them unless it's on Wednesday in that area, but you're driving a lot less and you're being more efficient with your time and you're actually going to do better. So I don't want to star man my ideas. You have to organize everything and make sure that it flows. And I, where I'm going with this is, so in the Fusebox Samba 1 system, we have a, we have a, idea, a concept in fighting called harmony of motion. 
Now, this originated in American Kimpo when I was training in the Parker system. But I took that, I borrowed it, and I apply this harmony of motion. That means that my energy is already moving in such a way that it can be directed efficiently with a tremendous amount of power without a redirection of energy. So I can do two strikes, I can bum bum, and I can harmony of motion. So a, a cross and a forehand uppercut will work if the cross were to make somebody bend over, but it probably won't. The cross will probably make them bow backwards, so the uppercut may not make sense. So a cross to the face, a sidestep to the same side that that cross came from, and a hard backhand body hook, that might make more sense because the body's, the energy from the individual is going to bow backwards and you will uh, hit exposed organs easier. So anyways, that's harmony of motion in a, in a tiny little nutshell. So making sure that my goals aren't set up all over the, over the map is really important. And then having a mindset of being prepared to adapt is going to be really important as well. So we know that any Viking ship that took off, they, they had to understand that there could be storms. You could be blown off course. You might end up someplace, someplace else. And how these people did it, I'm not exactly sure. When you see people recreating these journeys today, they, they're in pretty rough shape when they use traditional clothing. But today, just like we don't understand how they made those, those journeys back in those days, they wouldn't understand how we make these today. It would be, be quite the, the conundrum to them to change their mind on what what needs to happen. So I think oftentimes they accomplished less in their life because most of what they did on a day-to-day basis was surviving that day. The being ready to adapt could mean anything. You may need to shift courses, shift directions. Um, Your ego may need to be checked and you you have to back down from something that you didn't think you were going to have to back down from. It it could be all over the place. I I don't know what to tell you what to expect, but I, I can tell you for sure there's going to be hardships that you weren't prepared for when it comes to these dreams, these ideas of, uh, hey, you know, sorry, I wrote this down. Ideas, are they goals or are they dreams? I, I think if you write a plan out and you start taking action, it becomes a goal. Anything that you're not taking action on and not writing a plan on is really just a dream. And there is a, a serious price that has to be paid to move forward with a lot of the dreams that people have. I mean, if it's a simple dream, I just want to lose 10 pounds, that's not the, you know, dream bigger, guys. But that's not what I'm talking about. I think you should be ready to lose everything to gain what you want. And that's truly a warrior's mentality. It doesn't mean that you have to go out with the intention of losing everything or you have to just allow it to be lost. It just be prepared that that is a possible outcome. Miyamoto Musashi. Think only of killing is what he says when you're in a sword fight. Now, I've never been in a real sword fight, but I would imagine it's real easy to think about not getting hit with a sword. So what he was saying is that's what you're going to want to think. You're going to want to think about all the things that can go wrong. But you need to think about only killing. I heard this same advice from Missy the Missile Giovi. She was a big-time mountain biker for Team Cannondale back in the 90s. She said you have to focus 
on staying up and speeding the second you focus on the possibility of crashing you crash and from my mountain biking background which isn't as extensive as hers i can i can tell you 100 percent that's true I've, I've taken some pretty nasty wipeouts the other thing on this you know the vikings they didn't it just wasn't one guy that showed up and he and he went and attacked britain or something and they went with a team of people a cohort a group of guys that they trusted that is 100 percent what you need to do now if you're going to be building a business your dream you need to get a team of people behind you that you can trust that can help you build it. Nobody's done it by themselves. I can't get this through to people enough. Some people are so stubborn. No one did it by themselves. And maybe when we have a group chat on here sometime, I'll go through that story so it's not terribly boring me by myself ranting through what I've gone through and who's helped me. But nobody, absolutely nobody does it by themselves. So be prepared to do that. Now, this was a short little little podcast that I wanted to put out, and so now I freeze. Just kind of help people hopefully take more advantage and uh, get more out of their week than they maybe would have. Just one little change sometimes, one little alter in your thought can often do amazing things for people to help them to achieve more, more steps, more more of the direction, more, I guess, more passion for what they're trying to accomplish. So one little piece of advice, that's all today was. There's just a little bit of advice of how to make sure that you're, that you're staying focused and you're moving in the right direction. You're not moving all over the place hoping to gather something. Because if you've got, if you've got an ice cream shop and a metal bending um, heat oriented like business that does fabrication or something that that's going to be a problem if you're coming out of the barrel trying to build these two things they're not harmonious it's going to be harder it'd be easier to build a, a meat locker storage place and an ice cream shop and get discounts on the freezers because you're buying more of them I hope you guys understand what I mean by that I don't want to spend a lot of time on it so before I head out here on today's short podcast I want to give congratulations to Courtney Cameron. She'll be fighting on Saturday, August 1st in Topeka, Kansas for a 135-pound title. She has done an amazing job at training. She's training over here at Fusebox Samba 1 with Tim Corasino, and she is also training at Pound for Pound Fitness and possibly another place that I don't know the name of if it's not Pound for Pound Fitness. So she's uh, done a very good job, and I'm very proud of her and look forward to seeing what she accomplishes this weekend and look forward to her coming home with the title belt. She's done an amazing job, and I can't wait until we can turn her pro in kickboxing. So um, great athlete, great story. We'll have her on the show at some point in time. Maybe we can talk about uh, uh, her journey as a female warrior. And so I freeze. There it is, guys. Make sure you stop by. Jump on Facebook, stop by, talk to me. Fusebox Samba 19975 Wadsworth Parkway, 80021-720-207-3860. And try out some of the Samba program that we can do during the COVID pandemic. And uh, maybe give it a shot in BOA, Body of Armor, BOA Fit, for a stronger life. Come in and try it out. See what you think. I guarantee you're going to like it. Amazing results, and we're going to have more talks on the BOA program coming up and share with you the exciting future we're trying to build.
This is Sullivan, the Viking Valhalla Project. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Guys, have a good weekend. Viking out.